Welcome to Strip Money Conversations. Welcome to a place where anybody can learn and talk about money. Whether you're established or just entering the working world, welcome to a place where our conversations are not based on your bank balance, but based on your unique needs and ambitions. My name is Lungile Mashiro and I am your host and go-to girl with all things money-related. Welcome to Strip Money Conversations and today we talk about such an interesting topic, healing financial trauma. Today's guest is um, a financial planner with 10 years experience in the financial planning industry. She's a financial coach, wealth advisor, university lecturer and an instructional design specialist with a wealth of experience in financial planning, wealth management and financial literacy and wellness. She wrote a book about healing financial trauma and I thought, hmm, what an interesting concept. And today we're going to be talking about exactly that. I think it might be great because it's the beginning of the new year. People are setting new year's goals. So maybe understanding whether you've got financial trauma or not might be a good place to start. So welcome, Tembisa Lutuli, to Strip Money Conversations. Hey, Lungile, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and having this conversation, especially this time of the year where everyone is up, up with uh, setting their goals, having financial resolution and everything. Mm. So I think it's a perfect time to have such a conversation. Awesome. Very excited to have it. You know, when I looked up financial trauma after seeing that you've released your new book, I realized that this there isn't a lot of information about financial trauma in South Africa. A lot of the research was international. But one thing that struck me was that according to research, financial trauma is a reality for one third of millennials. Mm. That's hectic. It is. It is a big number. And mm. uh, uh, maybe more. Mm. Um, that's because maybe that one third was part of a research. But I believe one everyone has some sort of financial traumas, you know, mm. um, because of its definition and the triggers that we might have. Obviously, we will get to that. But yes. I believe that in one way or another, we have suffered financial trauma. I don't think there's anybody who hasn't. So maybe let's start at the beginning. Why did you write this book? Why this particular topic? All right. So if you've, as you've mentioned, I've been a financial planner for about 10 years. Um, with financial planning, what I had observed, it mainly cures or try to correct a behavior of someone, you know. Mm. So the solution that are available in financial planning, which are great, and we, we always encourage people to engage in financial planning process, but then uh, the solutions, they correct the behavior, try to help you change your behavior. If you're overspending, we do a budget for you so that you can save, but we forget that the behavior come from attitude. The attitude that you have towards something actually drive how you then behave around that something. Mm. So with money, uh, the attitude that we have towards money, either it's a good attitude or it's a bad attitude. If, either we believe it's the root of all evil or we believe that it's a great tool, it comes from the, uh, it comes from the belief that we have grown into or we have in our mind about money so so then what then happens when you constantly try to change somebody's behavior whose belief is is just instilled in them in their mind in everything you know they breathe the belief that they have mm. will it 
then we we then come every year in the beginning of the year we motivate everyone to budget but um we haven't looked at something why are they behaving this way why are they not budgeting in the first place yes you know why why while they know they should budget Mm. you know they want to do to budget as well i think with with a lot of technology and people are able to educate each other about finances there's a lot of information about finances but we still in debt we're still struggling Mm. um people are are financial wounded if I can summarize it that way and from an experience point of view after dealing with more than 350 to 400 clients I had observations I also was doing my research communicating with him in terms of um, what's going on why are you not sticking to your investment why are you why are you choosing to buy a bag that costs 5,000 rand while you 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 say you want to have an investment for the long term you know they say i want another thing then they do another thing maybe the bag is an investment (laughs) (laughs) then i realized that we are all financially wounded to one way or another and this book that i've written actually talks to that um of what are our financial wounds how can we recognize them how can we then heal them because if we can heal our financial wound a lot of our attitude toward money can 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 change that means our behavior then change we can probably then follow the solutions that are provided in financial planning that's amazing maybe you can describe to us what are financial wounds or financial traumas um if if i can define it simpler so that everyone maybe can um look at themselves and say okay i do have this mm. financial traumas are actually financial scars that we have in our emotions in our mind ha- in in our mindset that actually drives how we think uh about money it's 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 the event well, financial traumas, um, it's, it's the pain that we have in association with money. Okay. So this pain could be um, emotionally, this pain could be sometimes physically, uh, this pain could be mentally, but everyone has a certain relationship with money and that relationship and the pain that is within that relationship is what a financial wound is all about. Okay. Is it possible? Maybe I could give an... I would give an example. I was about to ask, yeah. Um, well, I'll give an example about myself. I, I've got a financial wound of food and clothes. Ne? Okay. It, it, it's, it's a very basic, um, uh, like example, like trying to make it simple. Mm. When I say I've got a financial wound of when it comes to food and clothes, it's because the financial trauma event that got me into having that wound was poverty i grew up in extreme poverty on where some days um you will not have food or will have like so much bad food i will not have christmas clothes i was a kid who who grew up not having christmas clothes not having uniform my mom will make uniform for myself you know Mm. for her like in her own way 
So when I grew up, I've got this thing of fear. So that trauma event created fear out of me um, that I will never want my kids to go through such. And as mm. old as I am, I will never want myself to go through such again. Yes. So then I overspend on food. I overspend on clothes. Okay. But... But because I'm now aware that my overspending on food come from a wounded place, mm. I'm now able to say, wall up, Timbisa, you cannot buy so much food. You are okay now. Food yes. will not run out. You know, I'm able to say, well, up, Tembisa, you, you don't need to have clothes that still have tags and you're not going to wear them for so many because clothes are never going to run out again. You are okay yes. now. So that's the process of healing those wounds that I have because they come from a, a certain event uh, or a process that happened to me. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very profound. When you first thought I was like food and clothes, what does she mean? But now I understand that it's like, from a life experience that has completely yes. shaped who you are and how mm. you relate to money. You know, we always talk about money and psychology, like the psychology of money. I think you can't separate the two because everything that we do um, comes from somewhere. And yes. one experience or another has impacted how you relate to money or people or whatever it is. That's so profound. Yes. Yes. So basically for me, money, uh, for me to work, to work so hard, the biggest motivation is that I don't want to ever be poor and don't have food mm -hmm. and, and clothes. While other people probably say, oh, but Tembisa food is available, like exactly. clothes is available, but they do not understand what I went through and how important for me that has then become. While another person for them money will be, they will want power with it. That's because they probably were abused financially before. Yes. So now that they have money, they, they want to prove that I can actually get back my power. Mm. Um, and that how we can be wounded financially in so many different ways yeah but hearing yeah. you say this right um somebody might be listening and i'm thinking you know devil's advocate is if what if you view this in a positive way i mean you know your trauma has made you work hard so that you don't experience that you know mm -hmm. how can we view it in a positive way or do we have to heal um even though it helps motivate us Remember, with every wound, a physical wound, a mental wound, now we're introducing a term, financial wound, with every wound there is pain. Mm. And pain gives us two perspectives, a positive and a negative perspective. Mm. So when I've just been hit by a car and I don't die, there is a bad side of I've been hit by a car and it's it's painful. But the other positive side is I still have my life. I'm alive. I, I, yeah. I've got a chance to live again so with financial trauma it's the same thing as well not that i'm grateful that i went through poverty i don't wish it for anyone but i'm also aware that maybe if i did not go through that i wouldn't have worked so much i wouldn't have appreciated now me valuing you know how important food is how important yes clothing is so there's always two side of the coin but the important thing is that you are aware that there is a wound and how does it impact you because as much as i am aware that it has some positive influence but it also has a negative influence in in, in my mind and in my decision process mm. 
Okay, got you, got you completely. Without giving away everything that's in your book, how do you identify that you've got financial traumas? There's quite a few things that we probably do not um do not take it take them seriously, you know. Mm-hmm. How we converse when it comes to money, how we how the little things, you know, that we do without noticing, you know. So knowing the right thing but doing the other is the first sign, you know. You when you get paid, you you tell yourself I'm, I'm going to save. And then by the middle of the month, you haven't even saved. So you've went off the budget that you had planned for yourself. Mm. So that's one sign. Another sign is the, it's the things that you say about money, but also your actions say another. For example, people always say, uh, we want to be rich, we want to be wealthy, but they do total opposite. You know yes. why? Because the subconscious mind has been told that wealthy people are probably greedy, wealthy people are not good people. So what is instilled in you is that you should actually feel fear being wealthy. But as you grow up, you want to convince yourself that I also want to be wealthy, but the real you say you cannot be a bad thing you know (laughs) Um, so the scarcity mindset that we've also been been told by our parents always you've never hear your mom saying imaliazi corner this time you know we have money it's always ayiko ayiko even when they got paid so you get to inherit that and that's what we call generational financial traumas that we sometimes inherit. And when you are a wife yourself, Lungile, at your home, you start implanting the same thing that was implanted to you and say, whenever kids, ma, can I have this? Hey, you know, we don't have money. So those are the little things. Another thing that is transparent, you'll see how many people judge those who have money. Yes. That shows the the trauma that we have. We want to detect how people should spend their money and where they should spend their money. That thing come from a wounded place because, I mean, the moment you tell someone to buy a house before a car, that is your wound because you did probably didn't have a home. It's not another person's issue. Yeah. Um, you, are, you are wounded, you know, because there is no specific rule anywhere in the world that tells what you should buy before what. Yes. But because we've been so wounded, we've created unspoken wound, I mean, unspoken words or rules around money um, based on how we have experienced our financial traumas. We then start and say how can he sp- she spend so many billions while there are so many poor people it's their money they need to choose yes. how they spend it you know um so we 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 can see those symptoms from those little things. Mm. How how we fail to take care of ourselves while we take care of everyone else because we've been told that we need to be good people, but you can't pour from from an empty cup, you know. Mm. Uh, and and that's the trauma you've had, but also that's the trauma you're creating for other people. Ah, oh, okay. As you're talking, I'm like you know, tick boxing in my mind and I'm judging myself. I'm like, "Mm, maybe that's a financial trauma. (laughs) That's why I think like that. Okay. Um, But also as you were chatting for me, um, 
I think, you know, I'm just trying to think about solutions. Something that would help you identify that, okay, here is an issue is journaling. If I write down at the end of, at the beginning of each month that, okay, Mm. these are my financial goals. And at the end of the month, I haven't met any of them and understand Mm. what my reasons are for not meeting them. That could help me identify that, okay, there's a problem here and it's consistent. Yes. Okay. So the, the first step of healing of healing, let me use the word healing in general, is that you first need to be um, in a point where you accept that I, I have a problem, mm. you know, accepting that you can't solve something that you have not accepted or you're not aware of, right? Um, so either you're overspending or you're underspending or you've got avoidance with money, um, that is symptom. Ne? So if you're overspending or you're underspending, spending or you avoid um situation with money that is symptom but then when you now want to heal the problem you need to be first away and and acknowledge it and say you know what i'm wounded um i've got a problem i've got a financial problem i've got a financial wound i've been traumatized that's the first step second step is um how does what triggers my wound? What make it bleed? Mm. What make me having a lump in my throat? You know, whenever <laughs> it comes to money, what make me teary whenever I think about money? What is it that make me have anxiety when it comes to finances? What this thing that make me want to shut the world and be alone because of finances? And that is when then now you identify the symptoms that you've had, identify them as what issues are they. So you now identify the wound so that you are aware that you're wounded, but now identify where are you wounded? How are you wounded? And once you identify that, it's easy also then to track, okay, this is what gave me the trauma you know this is where i was wounded this is what wounded me you know Um, from there it's then easier either to find professional help if you feel that like you do not have the power to solve the, the 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 issues that you have alone which is always recommended because i mean we're not specialists in everything yeah uh but i'll say the first step of healing is awareness and accepting that we are wounded and and as i've said when we started one way or another we have a financial wound mm. okay um i read a term as i was doing my research and it was post traumatic um broke syndrome <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like you've done the work and now you are post-traumatic broke. How do you, how do you get past that? How do you deal with that and coming out of the shadows of being, you know, financially traumatized? Uh, I mean, with the, the, uh, in my book, I also mentioned that there's four emotions that comes with financial trauma. Mm-hmm. It's fear, it's the guilt, it's the shame, and then it's the envy. Yes. So with any emotions, I think what what we have done or what we've told ourselves and we, we also tell even our children that 
we suppress emotions, you know, we ignore the emotion that you feel. So when you are feeling the shame now, you, you are aware that you have been financially traumatized. You feel like it's a bad thing, you know, yeah. whatever that has happened to you, the brokenness that has happened to you, it's something bad. People shouldn't know about it. Hence, we don't talk about finances. Mm. Feel the shame, but also forgive yourself. You're the first person that needs to forgive yourself you know yeah. so the the identify what emotion has this brokenness um given me has it given me shame fine what am i shameful of why why are you ashamed you know am i ashamed because i took the wrong decision why did i took the wrong decision i didn't know better so now fine it happened let's move Let's start afresh. I still have a chance, you know. As long as you are alive, you still have income. Um, we can move. Let's start afresh, you know. Mm. Because the moment you, you, you focus on what has happened, what has been done, you are blocking yourself from moving forward. Mm. That's powerful. Um, so I'm a little bit worried because, you know, every, and you're in the industry yourself. So everything that I've read about, you know, how this year is going to turn out financially just spells out that it, 2023 is going to be tough. We are possibly mm. facing a recession. Um, you know, our rates are increasing. It just doesn't look positive. Once I've identified that I've got financial trauma and I hear these news, how do I better prepare myself? Like, what do I do to increase my, my mental wealth? Okay. Um, again, first point of, of, of trying to manage everything that is over your power is to find help. I always recommend finding help. Don't try to be a superwoman, a superman, or mm -hmm. a hero. Um, to save yourself, to save others, you need to save yourself first. The biggest thing when we are facing such, we've been facing such situation actually since COVID. Yeah. And, and what people have been running away from is to accept the fact that in life, you can always reset and restart. When I say reset and restart, I mean, it's not a, a bad thing to readjust your lifestyle, you know? Um, accommodate whatever you are working on right now, you know, whatever you, you have right now. It's not a bad thing to, um, downgrade if you need to. If it means you, you can foresee that if, if your car installment were to increase to this point, you will not be able to breathe. Mm. Save yourself now before it even hits you because once it hits you, you're creating another financial trauma because remember events that comes and hit our emotion, our mind through finances create another cycle of financial trauma. So how you can avoid that is actually foresee it and say, you know what is only Mazalento. This is going to hit me hard. Let me downgrade this car and get a, a, a cheaper car. Yeah. If it means let me sell my house, um, because I probably, if I'm now paying 10,000 bond and if the economy, um, is, is about to go bad and we might have increase that put me to pay for, f for 14,000 rent for my house. How about I just downgrade? It's, it's not a bad thing. I will rebuild again. You know, mm. I will restart again. So my, my, 
biggest, biggest, even in the book is about knowing yourself and living your truth and living your own, living within your means without listening to other noise and doing what other people do. Because that's another financial trauma that we create for ourselves trying to keep up with Ulungile, trying to keep up with Utembi. So while they've got different things, they've got different responsibilities. Yeah. Live your own truth. Hmm. Okay, Tembisa, this has been such an insightful conversation. I feel like, you know, it's it's unearthed something that I wasn't um, aware of. And I'm sure the listeners are also going to find it super useful. Um, the last, Normally, the last question that I ask on the show is, can you strip down any financial term that relates to, you know, financial trauma that people don't always understand? It's It's broke. The word broke. Um, broke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Um, we we lose we use this term loosely, you know. After you've spent your money, maybe on a coffee, I'm now broke. Or somebody is asking you, um, is asking you for something. You know what? I'm broke. Mm. But if you look into it, you're actually saying I'm broken. I'm financially broken. And in essence, the more you reinforce this word, maybe your trauma is trying to come out of how financially broken you are. And we usually overlook that, that the fact that you, you become anxious when you've got so much money in your bank account, that broke is trying to tell you the amount of brokenness you are going through. But we ignore it and because you are not away. We just simply say, you know what, I'm broke, I'm broke. And you keep reinforcing the trauma that you're going through and you're not healing it um, because you're obviously not aware that you are, you, are, you are financially hurt, you are financially wounded, and you are financially broken instead of being just simply broke as if it's something cool. It's not cool. Okay, I've got you. I've got you. I've got one, uh, a question that I would like you to strip down. I mean, the financial industry is obviously full of jargon. And, and that's probably the reason why this podcast exists, just to strip down that jargon. But there's financial advisors, there's financial planners, and now there's financial coaches. Coaches. Yes. Can you please just differentiate between what a financial coach does versus a financial planner slash advisor. Okay. Um, luckily, I've been on both sides of the con. So with a financial advisor, um, it will be defined as, and being someone who's, who's in training, um, we we'd usually define a, a financial advisor, somebody who's giving financial advice in related to the business rule and products of that organization they're in. So in simple term, financial advisors give advice on products, while financial planners go through processes and strategies uh, of financial planning uh, with a client in order to help them reach their financial goals, you know, and their financial objectives. Mm -hmm. So regardless if there is a product or not, a financial planner will go through a financial planning process with you, which is the sixth step of financial planning, uh, doing your investment planning, your tax plan, you know, all those six elements of financial planning. So that's why they are called financial planners rather than financial advice. 
while financial coaches, which is the new term that has mushroomed and everyone is calling themselves. Everybody's a coach now. (laughs) Yes. Um, Respectfully, it should be something very, you know, uh, res- you know, taken seriously because f- most financial coaches should be actually dealing with the psychology or the human side of money. Your financial coach should not be engaging in your financial planning process or any financial products. Your financial coach look at you, not your money. You know, your financial coach is actually understanding your financial traumas, um, how you think about money, why you think that way. And you f- walk with you in the journey of changing whatever is not working for you. Crystal clear. So somebody would need all three of these people in their lives? Like myself, I was a financial coach and a financial planner. If you've got a financial planner, most financial planner and planners engage in the advice process, which mm. they are accredited to give advice and products, you know. So if you've got a financial planner, you might be cool. If your financial planner, though, is not accredited or skilled into being a financial coach, then you might then need a financial coach, you know. But if your financial planner is taking an initiative to get skills of coaching you, get to understand understand the emotional and the psychology side of money, then you only need that person to work out um, your journey and walk through the journey with you. But it's actually recommended that you have a financial friend um, next to you. Just don't be alone. Just don't be alone. Okay. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. So people have heard about all the, the, the content of your book. If people want to buy it, where do they go? Okay, so currently the book, you can find it directly from me, which mm-hmm. in all my socials, you, you find the link or the banking details. That's one way of getting the book. So the book is 285 and then we courier it for 99 rand. So the total then become 384. So we courier everywhere across the country. The second uh, distribution channel is that you can buy it on Take A Lot. So you can find the book in Take A Lot. Awesome. Um, and then obviously we know the Take A Lot work. The third one is I'm Amazon. So you can also find the book in an ebook format on Kindle. Um, so Amazon as well, you find the paperback format and well as the ebook format. So those are currently the three distribution challenges that we currently have. Not yet in bookstore. That's another process I'm still going through. But you, you definitely can still find the book currently now on those three channels. Okay. I wish you all the best. I think this book should be in all the bookstores. I think it's so vital. Um, so all the best with that process. Thank you so much, Lungile. I am really, really fighting to get the, the book in all the bookstores so that it will be accessible to everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. You were phenomenal. Thank you, Lungile, for having me. Thank you so much for your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure that you hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment and tell us exactly what you thought. If you want to catch up with us, please find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Strip Money Conversations and we'll be right there.